You're listening to the Harborside Church Podcast. To connect with us online, go to www.harborside.org. We hope you enjoy this message. We are focusing our attention on what 2020 holds for us. So it makes sense to do the same as a church, doesn't it? What does 2020 hold for Harborside Church? We are how many months old? Does anyone know how many months old Harborside Church is? 17, really? We are 17 months young. Can you believe it? It kind of feels long and short. 17 months old. We launched this church in September 2018. We've now done a full calendar year and we survived. Here we are on the other side of that calendar year. So now what? What does the next season look like for us? What does the second year of a church plant look like? Where should our focus be? What should we give our attention to, our investment? These are great questions, aren't they? I don't have any of the answers, so I'll see you next week. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) These are great questions to ask. And in order to answer them, you need to have an overall big picture, don't you? Otherwise, you just could be going in so many different directions. A lot of people call that a vision. And I think the best definition of vision I heard is very short and simple, and it's this. It's imagining a preferred future. Vision is imagining a preferred future. What do we see? What do we see? Now, this over here on my left, your right, is our mission statement, okay? It's our purpose. It's why we exist. Proclaiming the hope of Jesus to Mossman and beyond. That's our vision. Sorry, that's our mission, okay? It's not our vision. Our vision is what you heard in the video. It's this with flesh on its bones, It's what the hope of Jesus being proclaimed in this area, taking hold in our community, taking hold in our lives, looks like. So, of course, it's going to be longer than a little statement. It's huge. It's what you heard in the video. And it's incredibly exciting, isn't it? I'm excited. Can you tell? And it's our job. I think it's the leadership's job of a church to point us in that direction. I remember some years ago, I think we only had Josh, so it would have been at least five years ago, We went down to the harbour. He loved boats. Kids loved cars and trucks and diggers and boats, right? And so we heard there was going to be all these old school replica boats on the harbour this one day. So we went down there to the foreshore of the harbour. And of course, it was a pretty foggy day. You couldn't really see the boats very well. So I'm saying, oh, I think that's it, Josh. I think there they are. And he's just saying, Dad, I can't see them. I can't see them. And so we waited there for quite a while. It's pretty foggy. And then I saw this really big ship, or at least what I thought it was, this beautiful old replica ship like the Bounty, come through a bit of fog. I could see it early. It was a little way away. I said, Josh, there it is, there it is. He's like, where, where? Dad, I can't see it. I can't see it. Now, if you've got any experience with young kids, it's pretty common. You say, oh, look at that. And they struggle to see. So what do you do? Get down on their level. That's what I did. So I knelt down. I got Josh. I pushed his kind of head right towards mine so our vision could align. And I pointed my finger and I I said, look along my, my, my arm here, look. And what do you do? You wait patiently. Sometimes you've got to wait a really long time, right? And you wait. There it is, son. Just, just look in. The, not there, not there. Over here. And you wait. And you wait for the, Dad, I can see it. Such a great moment when that happens. Dad, I can see it. And I believe that is the role of leadership within the church, to direct our gaze, to direct our vision, to remind us of where to look, to help us see beyond ourselves and to focus our attention on what God has for us. So, 
What does God have for us in this season? Great question. Well, as I've been thinking and praying through this for a long time now, 17 months in, we've launched, what does God have for us next? What is in store for us? Lots of conversations with people, lots of time walking along the beach, seeking God for an answer, lots of time in prayer. Lord, what do you have for us? And again and again, this word came to mind over and over again. It is this word, establish. I believe God is leading us to establish what he is already doing here in this church. Now, what do I mean by that? Continue to build. Continue to add. Continue to multiply. Yes, launch new things still. Yes, continue to be creative and try new things. We don't want to lose our entrepreneurial edge, absolutely. But I think we are in a new season. We are in a new season as a church. And right now, we need the people who call Harborside Church home to set our sights on establishing this church for generations to come. As I was thinking through this and praying through this, I read through Psalm 90, a beautiful psalm, and 17, verse 17 just absolutely hit me in the face. And I don't even have it, do I? Okay, it's not there. Cool. I'll just read it to you. Here it is. Psalm 90, verse 17. May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. What a word for us in this season. What a prayer. May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us. Establish the work of our hands. Lord, we seek your favor. Would you join me in praying that for our young church? So how are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? Well, I want to spend some time now reflecting on an incredibly rich passage that Daniel read so well from us from Hebrews 12. And as we turn to this passage, we're going to see that as we run this race, as we persevere, big word for us at the moment, as we fix our eyes on Jesus together, that this is how we're going to establish ourselves in Christ and establish this church for generations to come. So will you join me as we dig into God's great word and see what he has for us here? Let's have a look at the first verse, Hebrews 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. I'll stop there. Now, this chapter begins with a therefore. It could be so or since. And when that happens, you know something's gone on beforehand. Chapter 11's got so much great material on what faith is and what it looks like. And it starts with this very famous verse on faith defined. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. Confidence in what we hope for, that is the promises of God and assurance of what we do not see. We are a people who live by faith and not by sight. And what does that faith look like? Well, in chapter 11, we're given lots of examples of people who believe God, not because they could see him or because his words seemed to make sense. I mean, just think of Noah. But they believed God because he was trustworthy and true. Examples like Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Rahab, and many more. Now, why are we told about these heroes of the faith? Because you and I need the encouragement, because we also must live lives of faith, right? When we hear stories of God's faithfulness, are we not encouraged to live a life of faith? You and I need to build our faith. We have so many great examples of faith. We can live this life of faith too. And here in chapter 12, the writer likens life to a race. 
Even if you're like me and you can't stand jogging, too bad. Life is like a race. So let's have a look. Next slide. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, you could say such a great family of faith, such a great lineage of faith, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. There are two types of things that can slow us down or take us out in this race. The first one, described as anything that can hinder us. Now, what does that mean? It probably doesn't mean the really obvious stuff. It probably doesn't mean sinful things. That's the next one. Probably doesn't mean necessarily evil things. But they can still slow us down. Let me ask you, in the beginning of 2020, as we look toward the year, what is hindering your race at the moment, your walk with God? What's hindering you? What is getting in the way of you establishing yourself spiritually right now? at the beginning of 2020. Now, it could be so many things, or it could be an unhelpful relationship. It could be just a silly habit. You know, we laugh about binging on Netflix all the time, but hey, it could be that. It could be excessive TV. It could be excessive use of social media. Who doesn't struggle with being glued to their phone? It could be that. It could be something like alcohol, maybe just too much of it or too often. I don't know. But what is stopping you flourish in your life with Christ? So anything that hinders us, Throw it off. Throw off the sin that so easily entangles. Sin takes us out. I don't need to remind you that. It's a sad and simple truth. On this journey of following Jesus, things can get in our way and slow us down, but sin trips us up and take us out of the race altogether. And what does the Bible say about it? Throw it off. Cut it out. Get rid of it. We need the great surgeon, Jesus Christ, to do his sometimes painful work in removing it from our lives if we want the life that is truly life. So this year, are you willing to take drastic action and throw off the sin that so easily entangles? And as a church, we are not immune from asking these same questions. This is what today is about. Lord, show us the things we are doing that are hindering our spiritual growth. This is what we want to spend some time doing in a few days' time in our kingdom come. Prayer and praise night on Wednesday at 7.30. What's hindering our spiritual influence in this area? What's hindering us connecting with our community? Lord, are we blatantly disobeying you in any way? Show us. I remember going to a, uh, a marriage retreat, like a marriage seminar thing, and, and the lady said some incredible truths. And one thing I've never forgot, she said, let me tell you the bravest thing you can do in your marriage. And I thought, oh, my ears perked up. I, thought, I want to be brave. I want to be courageous. That's me. She said, let me tell you the bravest thing you can do. Turn to your partner and say, how am I really doing? So for me, love, how am I doing as a husband? Don't answer now. We don't have all day, okay? (laughs) That's brave. How am I really doing as a wife? How am I doing as a husband? And then being quiet and listening. Isn't that bravery? That's courage. Tell you what, you want to have a great and flourishing marriage this year? What's stopping you? Asking that question of your spouse and listening. Only good can come from that transformative power of grace in there. We must be willing to do the same when it comes to our spiritual life. We've got to allow the Holy Spirit 
to show us. Lord, reveal to me. Search me and know me. Okay, let's keep moving in our passage. Next section here. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Perseverance. What an appropriate word for us in this season. A church plant in its second year, perseverance. I tell you what, we have asked a great deal from many people in this room. And I want to take this opportunity to say thank you for all you've done. Thank you for your sacrifice. Launching a church is no easy thing. It is no simple thing. It is a big thing. It is tiring. And it takes a lot of people to sacrifice a lot. So thank you. I want to say thank you for all that you've done. I want to say thank you. And I want to encourage you to keep going. Keep going. What God has us doing here is good. We are on a good thing. We are on a good mission. We are making amazing progress all to the glory of God. Now, one way I reckon that helps us persevere is to look back. You know when you're on a long hike and you look back, you take a break, and you look, oh, man, we've come so far. It's encouraging. You think, we can do this. I'd love to spend a few moments now looking back on the last 12 months, if that's okay. I know it's Vision Sunday. It's about 2020. But I think this will help inform our vision. Where have we come from? The last 12 months. Well, there's a lot to say. I'm going to go through quickly. I want to start with a few things here. I want to talk about our Melrose Fund. We have raised over $86,000 for our Melrose Fund, which is, yeah, absolutely, amen. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of that. That is our fund specifically for building works here. We have been given amazing resources, this whole site. We want to use it for God's glory. We want to be good stewards of what he's given us. And so bit by bit, we are seeking to renovate it. And we have raised $86,000 in that. Thank you for your amazing generosity. What have we done with that money? We have a huge staff retreat planned in Fiji next month. (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Let me tell you, we have... We have fixed our badly leaking roof, which was a big chunk of that cash. But I tell you what, that's worth doing. Uh, We have built heating infrastructure in our back halls for our kids. Now, I know that's the last thing you want to think about is heating (laughs) today. But in winter, that's a big thing for our kids' church and for the users back there. And that was a good bit of money, but it was worth it. We've solved our complicated rising damp issues in these side rooms. We have uh, done major renovation in our back hall. Have you seen it lately? Go back there. It's new doors, new door frames. It's painted. It looks amazing. Phenomenal there. Check it out. We've set up a room. I'm so excited about this. We've set up a room for our budding little junior youth group. Amazing. We've set it up. We've dedicated space for that. Hey, it's small at the moment. You know what? We have faith that God's going to grow that. That's about more about this year. I'm excited. We've installed an audio-visual system for our kids in the back hall back there. We've refreshed the back bathroom. You probably didn't know about it, but we've refreshed it. It no longer looks like a scene from The Walking Dead now. It's really good. It's great. It's refreshed. It looks good. We've got aircon in the church cafe. For those of you in there at the moment, bless you. We are so envious of you right now. We have fixed our outdoor lighting so people don't fall over when they come into church to see us at night. And people can see us now from the road, fixed our outdoor lighting. We've finally set up our prayer room here to our left. Check it out after the service. It looks phenomenal. I'm excited about what God's going to do through that. And there's more to do. There is more to do. 
I just want to, I know I'm so biased, but I've got the mic, so too bad. I just want to say a huge thank you to my amazing wife that has dedicated so much time, so much time. Check out these rooms, the youth room and, and, uh, and our prayer room and the paint colours. It's all Pip's amazing brain. She's an incredible designer. I know I'm biased, but thank you. I'm going to get emotional. <clears throat> I'm going to move on. Okay. But thank you for all that you do. I'm so excited to share that last year for our Beyond Fund, we raised over $45,000 for our partners. The Beyond Fund's all about raising money for Baptist World Aid and Open Doors. Baptist World Aid doing amazing things in Nepal for the least of these. Open Doors serving the persecuted church around the world. Our brothers and sisters doing it tough. We raised 45 grand for these people. Amazing. Even split there. You're going to hear later on about what those funds are doing. We're going to have reps come and talk to us all about that soon. So stay tuned for that. Since last year, we've increased our monthly tithes. This time last year, we were looking at about 10000 a month. And we're looking at a year of that being in pretty significant debt. God is amazing. His graciousness is phenomenal. We're now looking at about 20000 a month coming in from tithes and offerings. Still a little way to go, but we have far less pressure on getting external funds to fund the ministry here. So God is good. Thank you for your generosity. We have run two amazing Alpha courses. They have been phenomenal. Our last one, we had 63 people here on the launch night at Alpha, and numbers barely went down for the course. It was a phenomenal thing. I want to thank you for everyone. I won't name lots of names, but thank you for everyone who was involved. We're going to keep doing them because we have a heart for the lost. We launched four fantastic small groups last year. We, our incredible operations manager, Janice, started one year ago. It's been one year. Can you believe it? Well done. Wow. You survived a year in a church plan and working with me. So well done. Well done. You've quickly become indispensable and central to our church. We've started our awesome play group, Mini Play. It's like the highlight of my week. It's wildly popular and what a great way to connect with people in our area. We've had our first Easter services. Lots of people come from the community. Good Friday, Easter Sunday. We had our second lot of Christmas services, three Christmas services. What an awesome opportunity to reach out to our community, well attended. Our kids' church continues to grow under the leadership, amazing leadership of Rita and Jim. We had our first outreach event for kids' ministry last year. went great. We're going to do more of them this year. We've started, as I said, the genesis of our junior youth group. We look forward to throwing fuel on that fire. And we had our first baptism service last year, three being baptized. I am now dreaming about preaching in that baptism pool right now. That seems not because it was pretty cold, Shani. Am I right? It was, it was pretty cold. Okay, sounds good. You know what? It's been an amazing 12 months. Many new people have joined our community. We've had new babies born and dedicated. And through it all, week after week, God's word has been preached. The gospel has been proclaimed. The hope of Jesus has been shared. And every week, we offer opportunities for people to encounter the living God. That's a good 12 months. Amen? Can I get it? I mean, God has been very good to us. This is how we proclaim the hope of Jesus. This is God's vision coming to life. So... What's next? How can we top that? What's next? Well, you know what? Just before I say a few things which I'm very excited about, I want to look at the rest of this verse in Hebrews 12 because it gives me enormous comfort as I nervously present this. Lord, what do you have for us? We step out in faith. Let's have a look. Oh, there's that verse. Okay. And let us run with perseverance, the race 
marked out for us. I want to spend one minute here. The race marked out for us. I want you to think about that for a moment. God has a race marked out for you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. He has not left us to wander around in the dark with no hope. He has marked out a race for every single one of us. Does it have its ups and downs? You betcha. Does it have unexpected twists and turns? Of course it does. But we can have faith in God because he is in control of it all. And it is the same for us as a church. He has a plan for us. And we hold these plans that we have with open hands, don't we? That's living by faith. Lord, we present this to you. Is this, we feel like this is it. We step in faith in line with who you are, the character and the promises of God. We step into what God has for us. So, therefore, by faith, in line with our vision, I'm very excited to announce two new staff members for Harborside Church this year. Very exciting. Woo! Our desire is to be a church known for its incredible hospitality and a warm welcome. Why? Because it reflects the very heart of God. To be a place where people can be quickly connected into a vibrant community. Therefore, I am so pleased to announce that Derek Higo will be joining our staff team as our community coordinator at one and a half days paid per week. Can we welcome Derek? Derek will oversee hospitality in all areas of our church, including welcoming, integrating people in our community, and some pastoral care. I'm speaking really fast, aren't I? I will. Derek has been part of our community since the beginning. And if you know Derek, you'll know him to be a kind and gracious man, uh, just the guy you want to talk to. A godly man full of incredible gifts and talents. Welcome to the staff team, brother. We're going to pray for Derek in a moment. As we grow... As we grow as a church, our level of complexity will grow. As we take on new ministry, as we seek to connect with our community more and desire to steward our resources better. With this in mind, I'm very pleased to announce Paul Reed as our business manager at Two Days a Week Volunteer. Can we welcome Paul? Stand up, Paul. Give him. Paul has been part of Harborside here for close to a year now and has extensive experience in the business world, community consultation and leadership development. Paul's areas of responsibility will be include building management, finance and governance, leadership development and community liaison. It's a big role. It's a big role. Lots to do there. Paul is a man full of energy and passion for Jesus and his church. He's got loads of experience in churches and church plants. I'm very excited to have both Derek and Paul more on board in these roles. God is very good. Now, right now, I'd love to stop and just pray for these guys. Can we do that? So can I, Paul and Derek, come on up. We would love to pray for you. Just come on here. We'd love to pray as you embark on this exciting role. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's not weird at all. Okay. All right. Can we all pray? Lay hands and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your provision. We thank you for these men of faith. We thank you for the staff team, myself and Janice, and now Derek and Paul, and Lord God, and Rita, of course. And we ask that you'd help us lead this church under your humble leadership. 
May we exude servant leadership. May we never lord it over everybody. That is the way of the world. We will not do that. Father, pray for Derek. There's so many things to do. He's so good with people, so good with hospitality. So bless him in his efforts. Thank you for Paul and his brain for procedures and for things that work, work well, bringing order out of chaos. And we thank you that, that both of these men will seek to do these things in your name. Bless us as we seek to bring more people from death to life in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank these guys one more time. Thank you. And there's even more in store for us in 2020. Even more. Continuing with our word for this season of Establish. This year, we're going to continue our playgroup mini play. We are seeking to grow that and raise up a leadership team. We'll seek to run two more Alpha courses this year. Why? Because we want to see more people cross from death to life. God has a heart for the lost, therefore so do we. We've got great plans for our kids' church Whew. and youth ministries. We have hopes of hiring a youth leader to just throw fuel on that fire of a, of a junior youth group. Stay tuned for that. Very exciting. We have our first weekend away planned. Why? Because it's just fun to get together? Yeah, but also because part of our vision is being an amazing community of Jesus followers. That is the greatest evangelistic tool we will ever have. And so we want to build on that. Get it in your diaries, mid-May. We have more exciting ideas for our building, playground, office space, more opportunities to engage with our community. We're going to launch our small groups week after next. We're hoping to start a new small group. Amazing. Why? Because we want to establish ourselves in Christ and build the foundations of this church. Now, we are going to start each term with a prayer and praise night, a kingdom come night. Why? Well, it makes sense, particularly at the beginning of the year, because we want to bring all these plans before God, don't we? We want to say, God, bless our plans in Jesus' name. There's a lot to be excited about in Harborside 2020. So I'm going to finish in a moment. I know we're all really hot and uh, <laughs> you're doing very well. Where to from here? I'm going to finish in a moment. It's all very exciting. But the reality of church, the reality of ministry is it can be tiring. We can flame out. We can burn out. We can grow weary. We can lose heart. How do we persevere? Let's return to our passage for the last time. And let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. As we run this race, we must have our eyes firmly fixed on Jesus. He's the reason for all this activity, for all this excitement. It's all because of Jesus. It's all for Jesus, our great Savior. When we grow weary, let's face it, we will. We'll have seasons of growing weary. The Bible, <laughs> God knows it. It's here. It's possible to grow weary and lose heart. So when we're feeling like we're going down that road, may we remember Jesus. Remember the joy set before him. What was the joy set before him? You thought about that? What was the joy set before him? Friends, it was you and I. It was you and I. He thought of us. When he thought about 
the agony of the cross, all it was going to be, he thought of us and he thought we were worth it. When we're tempted to grow weary and lose heart, the only way to temper this is to consider Christ, who endured mockery, betrayal, torture, abandonment from the very people he came to save. Let this revolutionary love, you won't find that anywhere else, friends. Let this revolutionary love be the fuel to our engines. Let it transform our hearts into hearts of love and service and may it characterize our church. As we finish, I want to invite you to do two things. I want to invite you to partner with us in what God is doing here at this church. Can I invite you to sow your prayers? Would you pray Psalm 90 verse 17 with us? Establish the work of our hands, Lord. Would you pray that with us? Would you continue to invest your time, your efforts, your blood, sweat, and tears? Would you persevere with us? Would you sow in your hard-earned dollars to what God is doing here? Would you continue to be generous? Will you help us establish the work of this church for generations to come? I'd like to invite us all to do that and consider how we can. Finally, I'd like to invite us into a special moment today. As we kind of officially begin the year, I want to invite us into a special prayer moment. Last year, we finished the year before Christmas by doing our Life Together series. Eight weeks. What's Harborside Church about? What are our foundational values? And we started with prayer. At the end of that service, we invited anyone. We took a chunk of our service. Come up, receive prayer for anything. We love prayer ministry, the blessing of of giving the gift of prayer to others. I want to say that we are going to do that as a regular rhythm in our church, monthly. Every week, of course, prayer is going to be offered. You want to come to the front, someone will be here to pray with you. But every month, we're going to take a chunk of our service, not after this, in our service, to say, come forward and receive the blessing of prayer and prayer ministry. And we're going to do that today. And then let me prepare our hearts for that moment because I'd love to encourage every single one of us, if we can, to come forward. What better way to start the year and to pray together to bring our lives and our church before God? Earlier this morning, we talked about throwing off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Do you want to throw off everything that hinders in your spiritual life in 2020? Is that something you'd like? Is there a blessing you'd like prayed? Or maybe it's your marriage, your relationship. Maybe it's someone you want to bring before God that is really on your mind. Please pray for them. When you come up, the prayer team will ask your name if they don't already know it. And they'll just say, how can I pray for you? And if you're comfortable, they'll lay a a hand on your shoulder. and We'll pray. They'll pray a short prayer. You don't have to say much. You don't have to go in there. You don't have to confess your sin. Anything like that if you're not comfortable. Absolutely not. You can just say, I'd like prayer for this. And they'll pray with you. Now, let me make this really, really clear. This is not for the super spiritual. It's for everybody. It's for you and me. We are all the same here. There's no such thing as a super spiritual Christian. And it's not for the really needy. Although, if we're being honest, we're all pretty darn really needy. I invite you to come up and receive this incredible gift of prayer. My hope is we all do. And we start this year together establishing our spiritual life in Christ and establishing our church for generations to come. So I'd love to invite the prayer team up now. We're going to have three over here on both sides, six in total. 
And I'd love to invite the, the worship team to come up and play some music. They're just going to play some quiet music. And I'll, I'll direct us here. The band's going to play. And uh, when we're finished, we'll, we'll sing our songs together. We'll close our service. We'll do our regular offering moment. But I, I just encourage everybody, why don't we all stand? I think that would be helpful. And, uh, and uh, the band's going to play some music. And again, there is no pressure. We hope that you never feel pressured in this church to do anything you don't want to do. Yet, can I encourage you maybe to step out of your comfort zone? Come forward and receive prayer. But I think maybe starting from the front would be the best thing. And head to the side. When, just wait until someone is available. And then come and just say your name. And they will ask you, how can I pray for you? I'll leave it there. I encourage you to come forward and receive the gift of prayer. In Jesus' name. Let's begin. Don't be shy.